0: In Jesus' name, we just thank you and praise you for this day. We pray, Father, for your Holy Spirit, Lord God, to have his way. We thank you, Lord God, that you're here with us, where two or more are gathered, that your Holy Spirit is here. We pray, Father God, for your uh, hands to be upon us, that, Lord, you would open our eyes and our hearts and our minds and our, Lord God, our spirits to receive all that you have for us today. And I just pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 We might as well
1: go I open the word and I open to Jeremiah 1 Wow, where you put the girls totally blocks on my light. <laughs> anyway, I open to Jeremiah 1 and this is what it says. And you fill in the blanks. Boys, Listen, you. you All right, you got to fill in the blank. Okay. This is in Jeremiah. It's the call of blank. So fill your name in. The call of Jeremiah. No. <coughs> <Anna>. Your name.
0: <laughs> Jeremiah. <laughs>
1: yeah, the call of Stella. The call of Ephraim. Right. This because. The ca- what about me? Yeah, the, call was- of Oliver. Oliver. <laughs> the call of Oliver. Yeah, so of- Phil, you fill in the blank, right? So the word of the Lord came to? Yep. Chris, Say your name
0: Ollie, Ephraim, Jackson. This is what Joey. he said.
1: <laughs> me. He said, I chose you. I chose you before you were even formed in the womb. Before you were in your mama's belly, I chose you. That's what the Lord said. And he said, I set you apart before you were born. And he said, I appointed you a prophet to the nations. Do you know what Jesus said when he went back to heaven after he resurrected, and he called down to us, and he said, he said to his disciples, "Go and preach the gospel. What is what is it? We said to it the other day. To the
0: whole world. To
1: the whole world, to make the making disciples, disciples of. Nations. But to the whole world, to the nations. Okay." Now, here's the part we have to hear this morning. This is what I had to hear. But blank protested. Oops. Jezebel? But Julie protested. Oh, no, Lord God. Look, I don't know how to speak since I am only a blank. Babe. Right? What is it? that we what is it that holds us back right because it held Jeremiah for Jeremiah he was only a youth but for us it could be something else it could be something else where we say God we can't we can't because I'm only a blank so pray about that and ask the Lord to show you what's holding you back and then guess what the Lord said Guess what he said, Oliver? He said, Do not say I am only a blank. Right? Like, I could say, Lord, I can't, I'm too old. See, okay, boys, this is where you say, Grandma, you're not too old. <laughs> you're not too old, grandma. <laughs> right? I could say, I, Lord, you can't use me. I, I'm too old. And he, could, he would say back, do not say that. Why? Because with God, everything is possible. Amen. And he said to Jeremiah, for, for you will go to everyone I send you to and speak whatever I tell you. Don't be afraid of anyone, for I will be with you to rescue you. This is the Lord's declaration. Then the Lord reached out his hand. Reach out your hand. And he touched my mouth. Touch your mouth. And he told me, I have now filled your mouth with my words. See, I have appointed you today over nations and kingdoms to uproot and tear down, to destroy and demolish. Grandpa likes that one because he likes to demolish. (laughs) To build and plant. See? When God, he formed us in our mother's womb, but he knew us before we were even there. And like, I... I just think that this is what, you know, we're going to have to say to ourselves every morning we get up from now until Jesus comes back because the attack of the enemy is going to be so strong on everyone's life. The attack of the enemy is going to come to discourage you, to stop you, to to cause you to doubt, to cause you to fear, to cause you to say, oh, I'm not worthy uh Let me learn some more scripture first. Or let me, um, you know, let me make things right with some things first. And let me do this first and let me do that first. Or give me some more time. But Jeremiah was just a youth. He was a kid. When God wants to use us, he'll take care of the rest. He'll take care of every single thing everything it doesn't matter how bad and i'm going to tell you sometimes it doesn't matter how good cuz a lot of the times it's goodness chris and i talk about this all the time it's goodness that can stop us cuz you know what we say we say oh, it's things are okay things are good things are okay so we just keep going along right we just keep doing our own thing we just keep doing our job we just keep going along and it can stop us from what God said right in that word where he said, I appointed you over nations and kingdoms. Oh my goodness, think about that. that. isn't He appointed us over nations and kingdoms. He's given us that power in our little old self if we would just believe it and then step out in it. So as we worship together this morning, I heard a, a, someone say this week that worship is like a it's like a coat. It says that in Isaiah, it's like a coat that you put on, like a winter coat. Ephraim, do you ever wear winter coats? Do you? <laughs> so when you go out when you go out in a snowstorm and you put on a winter coat, does it change the weather? Does it melt the snow? (laughs) It doesn't change the weather, but what does it do? It keeps you warm. It keeps you covered. And that's what Isaiah said, that worship is like a coat. So we're coming here together in God's house to worship him and put on that nice warm coat of his presence. So that we can have everything we need to do the job that He's called us to do. Amen. Amen. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Jeremiah one, verse four. The Lord, the word of the Lord came to me. He said, I chose you before I formed you in the womb. I set you apart before you were born. And I appointed you a prophet to the nations. And our next song is made for more, guys. We're made for more. We're made to be a prophet to the nations. We're made for something that only each one of you Can do in your own house what God called me to Annie can't do God called Annie to something God called Jordan to something that Chris can't do we are made with a purpose with a mission each one each one we're made for more So let's just worship the Lord with this song because he made you for more, more than the world says. The world says make money, buy a house, go to school, be good, get a car, be a citizen,
0: maybe two or three.
1: But Jesus said, I've made you for more to be a son and daughter of the living God and to have all power and authority on this earth. That's what he made us for, the kingdom of God. Amen. We praise you for that. We praise you, God, that you have made us with this holy, holy, divine purpose. We are created in your image. And we pray that this morning, you would just give us, God, that sneak peek of your image that we would see you in our spirit that we would feel your touch lord that we would feel you holy spirit come holy spirit come holy spirit fill us this morning we pray who will speak my name who will speak my name in the mountains jesus who will speak my name in the streets jesus Amen. Lord Jesus. Chris asked me the other day, "Well, what does it mean? Like, do we just speak to people who come into our church? Do we just talk to those who come into church? No, we go out. We go out. Because there's darkness out there trying to destroy. This world, our children, our marriages, our homes. The, he's trying to kill the babies. Look at the abortion that's in this world. Millions of babies. Millions of innocent babies. But he's not stopping there. He's going to the children. He's trying to change them. He's trying to confuse them. He's out for destruction, for death. He is a murderer. He is a killer. He wants to kill, steal, and destroy. And Jesus says, who will shout my name? Who will shout my name? Who will know that my name has power? Who will know that my name heals? Who will know that my name delivers? Just shout my holy name. Who will shout my name? And we say, yes, Lord, we'll shout it. We'll go to the mountains. We'll go to the streets. We'll go to our husband. We'll go to our wife. We'll go to our children. We'll speak the holy name of Jesus over every window in our home, every doorpost. We'll walk every time we walk down the streets. Every time we go to our job, every time we're on the highway, we'll speak the name of Jesus. Every time Annie sees an ambulance pass morning light, she prays in the name of Jesus for whoever's in that ambulance, that God would heal them and protect them. Boys, when you're in school, you speak the name of Jesus. No other name, no other name has power. Jesus has power. He's with you when you walk those halls. He's with you in those classes. He's with you every second. On that basketball court. On that basketball court. And even when you fall off the benches, He's with you, protecting you. (laughs) Amen? Amen. So, Lord, we just end with that chorus one more time. Your name is power. Your name is healing. And your name is life. Every stronghold. Heal every disease. Cleanse us, Lord, from top to bottom so that we can go out there and shout Jesus to every dark place and bring the light. And everyone said Amen.
0: Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Through the shadows Burn like a fire. You guys got to go? Those guys got to go already? What time is it? (laughs) Half an hour? Honey, did you want to take up grams? Come on up.
1: The chapter, right, Joe? <laughs> what is it? <laughs> John 22, no, Mark 22, Luke 22. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but the rule is when Ollie's here, we have to do communion. <laughs> he loves communion, we all love it. don't know why, we don't know how, it's a mystery, but when we partake of communion together in the upper room, Jesus imparts himself into our life, our body, our soul, and our spirit by the simple, simple act of communion. The blood of Jesus, the life of Jesus covers all All our sin. All our sin. The body that was broken for us covers our brokenness. It heals us. And as we partake by faith, we don't know why. We don't know what happens. We don't understand the actual part of it. But he promises, do this in remembrance of me and you will enter the kingdom of God. Because unless you eat of my flesh and drink of my blood, you will not enter the kingdom of God. So this is why we partake together. Let's open up our cups. All right, you ready? We'll read this together. And he took bread, let's take our bread, gave thanks and broke it, and gave it to them saying, this is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's break it. I'm partake. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your body broken for our healing. And we just lift up anyone we know right now in the name of Jesus who needs healing, spirit, soul, or body. And we pray for them, God. We pray for them through our faith. That they would be healed in jesus name in the same way after in the same way after the supper he took the cup saying let's take your cup and put it up this cup is the new covenant in my blood which is poured out for you father we thank you for forgiveness by the blood let's partake together Thank you, Lord. Everyone said,
0: Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. God is good. Amen. All the time. time. It's time to take up an offering. Amen. Amen. Come on down, Grace. Father, we just thank you for the tithes and offerings that you're bringing in this place. We pray that you would bless it. We pray that you would bless your people abundantly. I thank you and praise you, God, that you are for us and you're not against us and you are with us. Wherever we go and whatever we do, in the workplace, in our homes, Lord God, Lord, in our, in our relationships, God, you are there. And you are here today with us, Lord God, as two or more gather. And I just pray your blessings over your people today, in Jesus' name, amen? <clears throat> okay, if you got your Bibles, you can open up to Romans 8, chapter 8, and put it on 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Got to get to it here had them marked out, but this morning I want to share, I want to share with you on love. Seeing how we're coming close to Valentine's Day, you know, and for you men out there, don't forget it's February 14th, it's Wednesday, Valentine's Day. I know we can't forget because... We're right in the middle of the busy time for us. But as a friendly reminder, don't forget your wives on Valentine's Day. But this morning, as I was starting for my sermon this morning in my office, I can't help forget what Pastor Tom has said to us before that we have to die to ourselves. I'm like, oh, great, die to ourselves. What does that have to do with love? <laughs> well, that really is the definition of love, is dying to ourselves, isn't it? You die to yourselves, thinking more of others than yourself, forgiving others, being quick to forgive. That is love. The Bible the Bible clearly tells us that without love, we are just a noisy gong and a clanging cymbal. How does a cymbal sound, Jack, when you just sit there and you beat that cymbal? Pretty loud, isn't it? Pretty noisy. Love is the basic component of all of our friendships. Love is the foundation of our marriages. Love is the very essence of God himself. God is love. Amen. I had to put this in and unfortunately he's not here, our bridge maker, but I had to put this in this morning because I was thinking of it as I was writing this service, sermon. Love is the bridge (laughs) between our disagreements, isn't it? It's what helps us to listen to the other side and it keeps us from passing judgment on each other, isn't it? Love is the bridge. Love is what sent Jesus to the cross. Think about that for a moment. And if God so loved the world that he sent his one and only son to the cross for us, even better, he did that while we were all sinners in our sin. Think about that for a moment. Jesus died even for the unrighteous, even for those that don't deserve it, his sacrifice. He died for me. I didn't deserve it. He died for me while I was still in my sins. In Romans chapter 8 verses 28 through 38 it says this. We know that all things work together for the good of those who love God. Who are called according to his purpose. For those he foreknew he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son so that we would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And those he predestined, he also called. And those he called, he also justified. And those he justified, he also glorified. What then are we to say about these things? It's simple. I like how Paul puts it. If God is for us, then who can be against us? Think about that for a minute. If God is for us, then who can be against us? There is nothing greater than God's love for us. Nothing greater, no greater power on earth No greater power ever known to man or this world than God's love. God's love is the greatest force that this universe has ever seen. Ever seen. And we know what's amazing is we don't even see but a glimpse of God's love. You know, if you get into the Gospels and you start reading Paul's work, He says, for we only know in part, because we're not even fully known yet. When we are fully known, then we will fully know all, right? In other words, when we're leaving this world and we're moving on to the next and we realize how much we've missed, how much we've missed it, and how much more God has for us, it's going to be all, I mean, it's indescribable. People, when they say they go to heaven, they can't describe it. People that have died, clinically died, and have come back to life. And some for minutes, some for hours. They can't even describe what the sounds are in heaven. What the music is like. It's like nothing this world has ever... They can't even... You can't even... Re, you know, you can't remake it. What they hear, it's something they can't even describe or understand. They say it's so beautiful in heaven that words don't do it any justice. When we get face to face with God and God's love, it's going to be so undescribable. We'll all be in awe of that love of that. Of Christ right there, of heaven, of the kingdom of heaven, and of Jesus, and of God, and his presence, and his glory. If God is for us, then who can be against us? He did not even spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. How will he not also with him grant us everything? Think about that. Paul goes on to say, you know, that we're heirs. We have an inheritance. Just like he gave Jesus, his son, everything, we're God's children. We're part of that inheritance. We too can partake of everything that God has for us. Who is the one who condemns? Christ Jesus is the one who died, but even more has been raised. He also is at the right hand of God and intercedes for us. Who can separate us from the love of Christ? Can affliction or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? Even in the garden, right? (laughs) The naked gardener. (laughs) That's a a little joke for all those that are at Morning Light Landscapes. (laughs) We can't be separated from God. And nothing can separate us. Not even the sword, it is written, Paul says, because of you we are being put to death all day long. We are counted as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor rulers nor things present nor things to come nor powers nor nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. Amen? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. And God would do absolutely everything for those who love him. And for those that love him, there's absolutely nothing we would do to be separated from that love. Amen? But most of us, we crucify Christ daily, over and over again. Because it's not that God is separated from us, it's that we separate ourselves from God. In this world, there are many trials and many tribulations and many temptations that separate us from the love of God. And it's not God's doing, it's our own doing. Christ is always there. His love is always there. Thank God we still have repentance while we still, we can repent while we still can. We have to crucify the flesh. Like Pastor Paul would say, or Pastor Tom would say to us. Pastor Paul, Paul would say the same thing. (laughs) He would say, you have to die to yourself. You have to die to yourself. That is a daily process for each and every one of us here. Because we all struggle with sin in our own ways at some sort. We all have our own trials. We all have our own hidden sins that separate us from God's love. Can you imagine if we didn't have that? Can you imagine if we truly can get rid of that, which we truly can? It's our flesh that says, no, I don't want to get rid of that sin because I like it. It feels good. Or I enjoy doing it. Right? But if we can really overcome that, can you imagine how close of a walk we would have with God? How much of His love we would know? How much a greater depth of love? Or knowing Christ? And we can. It's not impossible we just have to die to ourselves every day, every day, die to ourselves, crucify our own flesh, our own desires, our own weaknesses. We can take every thought captive, like the Bible says, and take it to the cross. Because Christ is always there for us. God's love is always there. God's love will never cease for us. Never cease. Never cease. You know, there's one thing that we can do as a tool that might help us to die to our flesh. And I got this from Pastor Tom, too. And I'll tell you a little bit of a little story that he would tell. But the one thing that we can do is we can start picturing people as Jesus in our minds. You know, I'm a visual person and sometimes I have to have a visual image to help me. But if we picture people as as Jesus, and we think of them as I'm talking to Jesus, even though it might be my grandson, my granddaughter, my wife, my mother-in-law, my father-in-law, my son-in-laws, my family. Picture them as Jesus in your mind. You're talking to Jesus. How would Jesus speak back? What would Jesus do? Remember those bracelets, WWJD? You know, we're all excited to get those. But a little story here for you is that Pastor Tom, in the middle of the night, Jesus showed up knocking on his front door. Pastor Tom got up, opened the door, let Jesus in. Went back to Mary Lou, and he said, Mary Lou, Jesus showed up on the front door. He's in the house, and he's stone-cold drunk, and he wants a ride home. So what did Pastor Tom do? Instead of kicking him out and closing the door on him, he gave him a ride home, and he says that he do not even know how that guy could even remember how where he lived because he was so so stone cold drunk, but he drove him to his house, dropped him off, made sure he was able to get in the house before he left. Then he went back home and he went to bed. Now that is a great example of God's love. Because I'm telling you, if somebody showed up on my doorstep in the middle of the night drunk, and if it wasn't family, first of all, they'd be greeted with a shotgun, in the middle of the night up here, because it's, you know, nobody comes knocking on our door in the middle of the night. Unless it's a family emergency or family. But I look at that example, I've never forgotten, and I'm like, that's how we got to be. We got to be like Jesus. We got to show the love of Christ. And maybe what would help us is if we start picturing people as Jesus. We all look like Jesus. That was a whole other debate I had with Pastor Tom in a car all the way to Quebec. Boy, he got mad at me, but we won't go over that. We'll save that story for another day. If we look at all of our situations that we go through at times like this, we would probably have a better outlook on life, and ourselves, and others. Because I know we all are fast to pass judgment at times, which we have to be very careful of doing, because God is the judge. He will judge us all. We need to pray, 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 pray. Doing that for mom. I want to close with this, because it's the love chapter in First Corinthians 13, 1 through 13. I won't keep you much longer. I know it's a busy day for many. But got to remember, it's a day of rest. <clears throat> if I speak human or angelic in angelic tongues, but do not have love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge and if I have all faith so that I can move mountains but do not have love, I am nothing. And if I give away all my possessions and if I give over my body in order to boast but do not have love, I gain nothing. Nothing. Love is patient love is kind, love love does not envy, is not boastful, is not arrogant, is not rude, is not self-seeking, is not irritable, and does not keep a record of wrongs. If we live this way, If we truly lived this way, our lives would look a lot different. All of us, each one of us out here. Love never ends. Think about that when you want to give up on things. Love never ends. Thank God love never ends. Thank God God does not quit on us. Amen. Thank God, God does never, never, he will never give up on you. God will always fight for you. Always fight for you right to the very end. Right to your last breath, God is fighting for you. Because he has such great love for you. Love never ends. But as for prophecy, they will come to an end. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will come to an end. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when the perfect comes, the partial will come to an end. When I was a child, I spoke like a child, Paul said. When I became a man, I put aside childish things. For now we see only a reflection, as in a mirror, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I will know fully, as I am fully known. Now these three remain, faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. The greatest of these is love. Love is more important than any spiritual gift there is in the Bible. The Bible said to us perfectly clear that without love, we have nothing. We can search for all these gifts, we can look for all these gifts, we can desire all these gifts. But if we don't have love, we have nothing. Love is the fundamentals of our Christian virtue. And Christian values. It is who God is. The Bible says God is love. And if God is love, then that love that that is in God is also in you and it's in me. Because in first John chapter four, verse four, it says, Greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. And that greater one is God. We have God in us, in our hearts, burning with love. Because God is love. And if God is in us, then we have love. Amen? It is God, and it is who we are. If we profess Christ, If we profess Christ as Lord and Savior of our lives, then he is living right there inside of us. And all of his attributes are right there inside of us also. That's why we can endure things. That's why we can press on. That's why we can keep on going because we know God is going to keep on going with us. He's going to walk with us, talk with us, sup with us, be with us. He's going to be wherever we go. He's never going to fail and he's never going to forsake us. Amen? So love is the greatest power this world has ever known and will ever know. And that love that's in God is in you. Able to do great, mighty things. Amen? So, Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you and praise you for this day. I thank you and praise you for your word. I pray that you would bless your people, that, Lord God, that your word would be in our hearts, as you are in our hearts, burning like a flame, burn like a fire, like we sang. Lord God, and that you would be with us this week and encourage us Because, Lord, your love never ends and you will never give up on us. And, Lord, let us hold on to those promises. Those are promises that are in your word for each one of us. Let us hold on to them forever and ever and ever and ever until we meet you face to face. And I pray this, Lord God, for each one here in Jesus' name, that you would bless them, that you would show yourself to them, and that you would cover them and protect them with your angels and with your right hand, Lord God, in Jesus' mighty name I pray, amen, amen. If anybody needs prayer, I would love to pray for them. If not, then you are dismissed, amen. And Jackson, you have a great game, score a bunch of points, amen. Amen.